with a show of hands, if you saw me talking with someone whose intentions was to hurt me, would you tell me? Why? Because you love me. Huh? What'd you say, Lord? <laughs> okay. Let's let's go another way. If we were at a restaurant eating and you saw a bug on my food, would you tell me? Why? Huh? All right. Let's even take it even more personal. If I was at your house and there was a bug in the food that you just prepared, would you tell me? Okay. Everybody on the same page here, right? Y'all tell me because you love me. Because you don't want me to eat that bug. Keep this in mind as we go on. The someone with the wrong intentions is the world. The bug you see is sin. Don't nobody want to eat sin. Now, why do you come to church? Boy, that, that, that Rosalind. Come on, y'all. To receive God's word. To worship him. Honor. To supply. You told who? You told the Lord and the body. Anybody got anything else? Relationship. You got one, Marcus? Huh? 
Praise him. Fellowship. All right. That's why you're here. Anybody else? All right, so far, the reason why we are here, no bugs on me, <laughs> to receive God's word, to worship him and honor him, where two or three are gathered, there am I, for understanding, because you told the Lord in the body you'd be here, for relationship, for praise, for all he has done, Deliver you from self, for fellowship, for correction and reproof and instruction in righteousness and for forgiveness. That's why you're here. Would you agree it is also for you to grow and learn? All right. Uh. Do you come also because you want to? Uh, is it because you have no choice? Some, some folks end up here and they don't have no choice. Uh, I believe uh, young folks may say that sometimes. <laughs> Mama made me come. Do you come because it is out of obligation? Do you come because of guilt? Do you come because you're hungry for the word? Amen. So here's the next question. What do you expect when you come? What was that? You you expect a word. Okay, expect a word. Somebody said expect to receive, right? And what you expect to receive is a word. These are the reasons why you hear. What do you expect? Grow. Somebody said love. Direction. Direction. 
You said comfort. And a chance to examine yourself. Healing and restoration. And in actuality, if you look at it, the reason why you are here and what you expect tying in. Huh? So, my question now is, do you come and expect because you want something? You, you, you do want something, right? I mean, you ain't just coming here for nothing. You want, what, you want what's in the blue. Okay, but the next question would be with that is, do you also come because you've done something? Amen. We, we've all done something, right? That, that's the purpose of repent. I come because I want, and I come because I've done. We're just being honest here, right? Everybody comes to church for a different reason. Everybody wants something, but you may want something differently than your, the person next to you. You may have done something, but you may have done something differently than the person next to you. Regardless of what you have done, it is the same weight in, in God's eyesight. Regardless of what you want, it's just as easy for God to give you what you want as it is what your, your brother or sister wants. Let's look at uh, John 4, 29 and 30 for a moment at something that was said by this woman. We're talking about the woman at the well. And she said, come see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? Back then, they were looking for the Christ. They were looking for the scripture that has been spoken to be fulfilled. And here this woman says, come see a man. The woman had an encounter with Jesus. Something happened, and she was convincing to the others who she spoke to. People who, who see you, does your life speak volume enough to say, come see a man? I don't mean just your voice, but your life. Is your life such as you can say, come See this person who's told me what I've done. Can you tell them or because of what they see you do, they won't come? See, folks is looking at you. 
whether you believe it or not. People who know you, do they see recognizable good fruit? Or does the fruit they see have a bug in it? There's a, there's a saying that uh, Sister Roz and I share with Deja uh, before we say goodnight, and we say, no bugs in the house. No bugs in the house. Well, we need to take this personal because you need to look at yourself and say, no bugs in the house. Do you remember what we said bugs are? So, and that's what we're saying, no sin in the house. When you go to bed at night, you don't want no sin in the house. When you close your eyes or when you say your last words, your last peace to God, you want to make sure there's no Because if you don't wake up in the morning, you know you done took care of business that night. All right. And when I say come see a man, it's not about asking someone to come to church. It's not about asking someone to come hear the person that's speaking. But it's saying, come see Jesus. Now, how would you do that? When you're talking to somebody and they're looking at your life, what you are sharing with them is the life that you have in Christ Jesus. That they may want to know more about this Jesus. If they learn more about Jesus that's in you, that you are displaying, then they'll come to church. But if they're looking at bugs in the house, <laughs> no way ain't nothing to do with that. Huh? I, and I, I mean, let's, let's, if you see a bug on me, you say you come and you brush it off. Yeah. The stink bugs and yeah. if it's a roach, would you? You, you go take everything off, get you. You may have a second one. <laughs> but if it's a stranger, would you say, oh, excuse me, you got to, you got to. Rosin says she's done that, but I see, I see mine saying, I don't know. I, they just had to go on out with that bug. <laughs> I, I, might, I, I might do it if it's a spider. Mm-hmm. I definitely will do it if it's in my house. But if you're in the grocery store, you know, you just might have to take that on down the aisle with you. <laughs> but how many of y'all realize that God takes care of his own? Amen. It don't matter who you are or where you are. If you got a bug, he's going to let you know. And he uses us to let each one of us know there's a bug there. But the woman said, come see a man. Now, I believe here in John that they knew all about this woman before. They knew she, how, many, how many husbands she had. 
In fact, it might have been one of the men that was there. Might have been one of them husbands. But she said, come see. Why? why? And just like many knew all about her, many know about you. They know about your previous lifestyle. They know about what you did before you got up and said, I, I, I received Jesus. So because they know who you were, do they know who you are, that you have removed the bugs from off of you? That you can say, come see a man, and they can say, I, I, I believe this, and I'm going to go see what this person is talking about. Their lifestyle is saying, come see a man. Keep this in mind. Matthew 5, 14 says this. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. People are watching you more than ever. Even though they say nothing, they are watching. They're quiet, but they're paying close attention to what you say and what you do. They will compare you with what they see others do. As Christians, either you are illuminating or you're flickering. Either you are illuminating or flickering. When a light flickers, there's a disconnect between the power and the light. Faulty wiring it could be. Bad connection it might be. A short is possible. If you are flickering, you know it ain't from the source. Did, did y'all... Ain't no use looking at the source because you know it's in full power. But is the connection blocked because of the cares of this world? Is the wire faulty because the pleasures of life? Is there a short because of the deceitfulness of riches? A light set on a hill cannot be hid. If you are God's light, the people see it. The question is, do they see it flickering? They won't follow a flickering light. If, if, I, if I need some light, why should I go towards something flickering? I need, I need full illumination. So they will illuminate light. Why? Can show you the way. Huh? We must do what? Prove to the world that we are the light by allowing our light to illuminate. We are not like others, we are not religious. 
But we are peculiar people. A royal priesthood. We have been brought out of darkness into the marvelous light that does not flicker. Remember what Matthew 16 said. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. But who must do it? I must let my light. I can't let your light. I got my own light to let it shine. They cannot see or know what they see if it's flickering. It is up to us to allow others to see God's character and be used. Now, for a moment, go, go to Matthew 7. Verse 15. Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are raving wolves. The world is so polluted, they are putting bugs in your food. By diluting the word with religious and doctors of men, they're diluting the word when it comes forth. They're saying God said when God did not say. Amen. We must know the word in order to recognize those who are not preaching the word. Other, otherwise, you might find yourself being merchandised. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this uh, again. Don't want to offend, but I'm just putting it out there. My wife got a, uh, a text, and, and in this text it was saying, uh, you're invited to a breakfast, and breakfast has got a speaker, and the breakfast is $50 a person. Now, I, I, I said, honey, ain't no bacon and eggs <laughs> worth no $50. I mean, I just, I just can't. And, and then you're going to listen to somebody who you have no idea who they are. Saints, this is how the world, or should I say, this is how religious people are merchandising the people of God. By putting on these different things, you're merchandising the people. You know what? If you want me to come to a breakfast, I come to a breakfast and, and I, I'll give you an offering of, of thankful for what you're doing. But no, I'm not, don't charge me some crazy amount. And, and, and then where's it going? You know, some people say, you know, I paid $50 for salvation. No, you paid $50 for that bacon and eggs. 
But we've got to be careful. We've got to make sure that we know the word and that we are not being merchandised by those who think they're doing, and, and I know they believe they're doing right. And, and I'm not saying they are totally wrong, but they're in error. And, and we need to really know what the word says before we do something like that. Uh, just as a survey, how many of you are convinced there's only one door? How many know that there's only one way? It's only by one name we can be saved. Is that right? Try to remember who, who was I talking to where they said there was the church and they had how many, how many doors? All different colors. This is the way. So I guess uh, I ain't even going there. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the Father but by me. I'm the door. Don't go through the window. Huh? No. It's his way or no way. But still, it is the church that must beware of false prophets. Not the world, but we must beware of the false prophets because they're coming to deceive us. They already got the world. The world already know where they're going. They're trying to drag us along with it. Verse 16 says, you shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? In simple terms, just like others will see your, your character that illuminates you will know false prophets by theirs. You don't judge a tree by the leaves, the bark, or flowers, just like you don't follow a man because of how he's dressed or looks by the smooth words he uses. To give life, you must have life. Amen. 17 says, even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. So as we look at the character of God in others, can others see the character of God in us? Would you eat an apple if you saw the worm in it? I mean, you wouldn't carve around... Will people follow you if they see bugs on you? Just like the apple and the worm. What are people really seeing when they see you today? With that, my time is up. I thank you for yours. <laughs>